It's calling the dogs with Chancy and Chi, and the long hiatus is over. Uh, we are back. We are alive, and uh, most of this is my blame. So, <laughs> I've actually, I think I get to take all the blame as to why we haven't recorded uh, in quite some time. But uh, well, I mean, like, it, I, I think it's, I think it's okay. I mean, we have a reason to celebrate here. You don't have to just completely throw all the blame on your back. But man, right, chance, right. our man, chance. Got married a couple weekends ago. Congrats. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I bamboozled her into marrying me. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's been, it's been awesome. And, uh, she and I have obviously been talking and, and she threw a, uh, an awesome bachelor party and we had a great time and went up to Athens and tried to relive some, some game day, uh, type experiences in the rain. <laughs> some, some successful, some not. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a uh, just, it, but it was a good time. So, um, just just a good good season, and uh, we had we had a great time, and um, and great. And I guess now I'm about a week and a half into this whole marriage thing, and it's pretty neat, uh, pretty pretty cool stuff. So, uh, welcome to the show. No, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. She is, uh, and we mentioned it before, a guy's going to be a dad here uh, soon, and so we're just having all these big life moments. I was about to say, man, uh, you know. Getting married, got a baby on the way. Just milestones in 2021. That's going to be the uh, theme of the year. It's yeah. funny when we started this. Funny when we started this thing that uh, we were just two idiots, just not a care in the world, and <laughs> now we're just two idiots with more responsibilities than we had. <laughs> and that's so. the best way to put it. <laughs> oh, so man. anyway, anyway, but. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff has happened, uh, and not so fun stuff has happened uh, since we last got together in, in the world of uh, Georgia football. So it was time for us to get together, and we just couldn't we couldn't put it off anymore. So um, let's uh, let's just let's just start from the get. Let's just let's just start. Uh, let's see where we, where we want to go. Looks like we've got a, a few things in the recruiting world that um, our uh, recruiting extraordinaire is going to get us updated. Yeah, with. I'm so, not. I'm not going to add like I'm super prepared for this chancy, but we're going to just run through. We're just going to run through these commits that we've had here. Uh, well, I mean, we have missed. So when was our last episode? Was it in middle of February? I mean, how long was it? It's, it's been a little while, my man. Uh, it may have been late February, but regardless, we've had some big commits over the past. It was all kind of like within the within about a week's time. It actually was with all within a week. We have Malachi Starks, who is a athlete, a true athlete from Jefferson, uh, Georgia. He went to uh, Jefferson High School, and or still goes to George, Jefferson High School. Uh, he is he's one of those guys that you see the ATH on a recruiting profile, and you're like, you know, what is it? What was he receiver and a cornerback, or you know, what was his or, or you know, running back and a receiver or something like that? This guy did it all, and he does it all. Um, he literally. For Jefferson High School, he has played quarterback, running back, receiver, cornerback, safety. I think he played some linebacker. I think he rushed the passer a little bit, and I think he did punt return and kick return. So, <laughs> um, I'm pretty pumped about what this kid is going to bring to the table. Uh, he is he is a stud. He's an athlete. Also, he looks like he's 40 years old. <laughs> so, if you Accurate. look at if you look up like his profile, he's got like a little bit of a stash and all this. And I mean, yeah, the dude looks like it's kind of gets that. Uh, you know, obviously not near as big, but he's got that Julian Rochester vibe a little bit about him. You know, just like this dude's been around a while, but he's only 
18 years old, 17, 18 years old. So Malachi Starks, looking forward to him. Jalen Walker, who's also he's a linebacker from North Carolina. I, I don't know a ton about him except for he is a player. He's a four-star uh, linebacker and six-three, uh, two-twenty uh, is what he's listed at. But he is a uh, he is going to be a key guy on our defense here in the future. And then we got a running back from Tennessee, Jordan Bryant James. I don't know if I, I I was reading a little bit about him before. Sounds like he may have been one of those guys that had an early offer and then decided to go ahead and pull the trigger uh, because we have some bigger fish that we are shooting for uh, out in the out in the sea here uh, because there's some guys there's I told you about this guy before the uh, before we start recording <clears throat> I almost said the broadcast this is not a broadcast <laughs> but uh, there's a guy named Branson Robinson and uh, out in Mississippi who is very highly favoring the dogs who I think is the top target uh, for running backs so uh, but we do have this Jordan Bright and James guy who is 510 200 kind of a beefier guy I like that but uh yeah I don't know much else about him I watched a little bit of the film he looks pretty good if you're gonna if you're running back and you're getting an offer from Georgia you're probably pretty darn good uh are you gonna be a, a you know Nick Chubb or are you gonna be a Dick Samuel that's what the that's what hey not not hating on Dick Samuel though I mean I, I love old Dick Samuel but let's but let's but let's put it all into perspective yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody can be a damn good dog but there can only be a, a Nick Chubb <laughs> Yeah, which, yeah, sorry, that may have been untouchable. Maybe we should have said maybe a DeAndre Swift or, or something. Anyway, anyway, but uh, no, uh, we got to run back, and then on top of that, we got a kicker from Australia, which I guess is a new thing. I don't know if he's a punter or a kicker. It doesn't really matter. I don't know if you saw this. Sorry, we'll get to the G day here in a little bit, but I don't know if you noticed, but Jake Marta was kicking some kicks in the G-Day, and he was god-awful. So I hope we don't have any more punters that are trying to uh, trying to kick field goals anymore. So I hope he is a, just a punter. And uh, let's just pray that Pod stays healthy. Uh, knock, yes. on, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. All right. Uh, Chance, that is your very uh, short and sweet recruiting update. I don't know. I'm not on the, uh, the website as much anymore. Uh you know, I do know that there's several guys, several interior defensive linemen, and excuse me, several front seven guys on the defensive uh, side of the ball that we are shooting for that are actually in-state prospects. There's a kid from Columbus uh, that is going to be a star. I, I think we're leading for him. And there's some other guys that, you know, still, still on the docket and still definitely in play for. And, in fact, I think a lot of people are anticipating that we may actually have the number one class in the country for this recruiting cycle to put that on perspective last year around the same time people thought that we were going to be not even be in the top 10 for our recruiting class and so uh this is kind of we're back on schedule and also big recruiting news they lifted the dead period what was it is it beginning of june or beginning of july i think it's beginning of june uh, the dead period is over um and so they can actually have recruits back on campus uh, and host recruiting events, which is very beneficial for a guy like Kirby, who I think, you know, Kirby and his staff are very good at those, you know, in-person relationships. And and Del McGee, I mean, you get him, 
you know, in, in-house, you get him uh, on campus. I mean, that guy can close the deal. Same with Dan Lanning and, and some of those other guys. I mean, we just got a hell of a staff. And then you add to that, you got Will Muschamp, who went from being a head coach at Florida and South Carolina to being uh, uh, a defensive analyst for the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> I'm very – hey, let me just say this. I'm thankful to have him on the staff. I think he still looks – I mean, he looks good in red and black. I'll give him that. But it's, it is funny – but I'm very thankful to have him. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and what I was going to say earlier is, um, uh, before my Muschamp comment, is that we're, we're so early in the recruitment cycle that it's just like, at this point, to be where we are is, is, is better than normal. Yep. But it's like, I, I still, I don't have any, I have zero reservations about how we'll do in recruitment. I think for us this year is to have the conversation. It's like, okay, we can have a top, five recruiting class every year it's like okay are we ready to make the step to playoff contender playing for a national championship right. running the sec that kind of thing and so we'll, right. we'll we'll have plenty of those conversations but absolutely must champ um you can say whatever you want to about him the guy is he's got more experience <laughs> than than uh 99.9 of coaches uh out there and uh, to, to obviously um, be wanting to kind of take a year to step back and just uh, play play pseudo coach, if you will. And uh, he's he's it's great to have him on the staff. I mean, the guy, he knows recruitment-wise, he knew guys that were coming up. Obviously, he was in South Carolina, and he knew who was coming down the pipeline. He knew who else to be looking at. He knew names. Um, he's, a, he's a great guy to have on staff. And, I mean, very few people can – can have a defensive analyst with that kind of pedigree, yeah. even though it's not exactly the best <clears throat> pedigree in the world. But um, the guy's got a couple of SEC head coaching gigs under his belt, a few defensive uh, coordinator SEC gigs under his belt. So, I mean, the guy knows what he's knows what he's doing. Um, and can – especially on the defensive side of the ball. The guy's not a head coach, but, man, he's a hell of a defensive coach. Yeah. Um, he knows when it comes to defensive side of the ball, there's, uh, there's very few that can – top his expertise so having him there is is a is a big deal um i mean we we joke we joke about it but having him there is uh it's it's pretty special well you can't talk about him and not rib him a little bit you know i mean the guy the guy whenever he got to florida i mean do you remember the first year he was there and all he did was try to distance himself from university of georgia and he was like you know I played for them, but I was always a Florida fan. I didn't even like playing for them. It's just like, dude, you're just spewing a bunch of garbage right now. <laughs> I mean, good for him for getting a head coaching job at that point. But I mean, don't don't act like you weren't a Georgia, Georgia Bulldog when you were here. So I mean, like, get, you got to give him grief. You can't not. Oh yeah. Well, then and then to turn around and go to the stepchild of the SEC East, and um, like like, but the stepchild that nobody likes. Like it, it's, I mean, there, you got Vanderbilt. That's a that's pretty awful. But then everybody just hates South Carolina. There's nobody that actually gives them any kind of. Well, I mean, Vanderbilt knows who they are. South Carolina right. thinks that they're right. this prestigious no. program, and that's right. that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny to go whenever we went, <laughs> we played them, and we, I just remember going to Columbia and seeing the banner of Steve Spurrier that just stretched the entire height of the stadium and just being like, <laughs> holy cow, they just – he is the only thing about this university that they care about is Steve Spurrier. And it was totally accurate. 
Yeah, it, it, it was their only accolade, and, uh-huh. and it still is. Well, we have spent entirely too much time speaking about South Carolina and uh, and everything that they stand for just in general. So let's move on to subjects that actually matter. And uh, and so <clears throat> we're, we're in a good spot recruitment-wise, but naturally all the conversation is going to be around. We had G-Day this past weekend. How are we looking – or this weekend before last – how are we looking – what did we see? Let's kind of kind of break it down. What what were your initial responses when looking at the G Day G Day situation here? Just give me your give me your gut. Give me your gut. Uh, my gut was. <clears throat> let, okay, so my first first takeaway is the way I'll put it. The first takeaway was J T Daniels is still a damn good quarterback. And when when I watched the spring game. <clears throat> I mean, given there's a lot of these guys that are missing. I mean, we're missing our two best receivers. You know, we're missing uh, some of the some of the best players on defense right now. Still, I mean, Nicobe Dean's not able to play, uh, and then we've still got uh, a couple of the you know front seven guys that are still banged up. But when you look at our offense and you look at, sorry, let me backtrack real quick. We can talk about G Day all we want. And we, we're, we're going to overanalyze it because that's what we're paid to do. And by paid, I mean we're not paid at all. But we're going to overanalyze it because that's what we want to do because we're the podcasters. But at the same time, if, if you're taking a ton away from this G-Day, just just stop. Just stop doing that. I'm not talking to you. Just talk in general. If somebody is taking a ton away from this and, and, and trying to think of, you know, ways that they're, you know, hey, this is a this is a – surefire you know receiver here this is a you know he's gonna be a starting cornerback you know for, i mean just like saying hey these are for sures that we're pulling out of this stop don't do it because every year in and year out everybody always freaks out at g-day i remember back in the day whenever aaron murray and zach mentberger were competing at g-day and it was like it was like we had two gods for quarterback <laughs> they were competing against each other and I'm just like, golly, like everybody, just stop. These guys are—they're solid. They're—they were both solid. They both ended up being solid quarterbacks, and they played against each other in college eventually. But n- nobody's as good as they look like in a in a spring practice in a spring scrimmage. So anyway, that is all to say, I did really like the, what I saw from JT. I like his poise. I like his. What what I thought was best was he was anticipating throws very well, even with guys like Adon Adonai Adon Adonai. Ad, I'm going with Adani. they called him Adani Adani. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Adani Adon Adonai Adonai. I'm gonna do that. Put a little, um, put a little French in. Adonai, that's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Adonai Mitchell. Uh, they called him Ad Mitchell the entire time on the uh, on the broadcast, so you know it is what it is. But Adonai Mitchell, uh, even, even a guy like that who's a true freshman who came in during the spring, you know he still had some chemistry with him, which I thought was, I mean, really impressive. So JT, you know, being who he is, and obviously, like you know, they can throw his stats up. It doesn't really matter. The stats aren't that. I mean, like they let him get away with some surefire sacks you know, and, and, and continue to, to, to make a play kind of thing. Uh, so I thought JT looked good, and I'm as excited about that. I mean, on top of that, you had quarterbacks. Uh, and I, I hold on, I'll just say this quick, really quickly. 
Carson Beck is not our number two quarterback. <laughs> I, Hot take, everybody. Guys, yeah. Look, listen. If if anybody thinks that if God forbid, knock on his knock on some wood, Chancy. Knock on some wood. My my no, desk is thank wood. You. All right, that works. That works. So knock on some wood. If if something happened to JT, you know who would be the next man in? Number twelve. <laughs> No, number kidding. thirteen. I'm just kidding. The mailman. Step Step the Jet would be would be the next man in, and that's because he's just, got it was just, he it was just it was just so funny because like Brock, Brock Brock stepped out on the field, and everybody just you just hear everybody start cheering. Everybody's just so yeah. excited, and they're like, "He's the guy." <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Brock, and I think I think Brock. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he got me more excited than anybody because. The way he slung the ball around. Now, of course, he made some poor decisions, and that's going to happen when you're. The a dude's eighteen year. years old. I don't know if he's eighteen. He might still be sixteen. Who knows? We, we don't know. know. We don't know. Yeah, I, hell, I see him. I, I actually, we were talking about Zaxby's earlier. I actually see him in the Zaxby's half the time. He's got a <laughs> jacked up F one fifty. He's got neon lights under it. This is not a joke, man. <laughs> he's got the he's got the works. I'm just like brother. You know, be different. you could probably save a little bit of money if you, <laughs> if you didn't spend so much on your truck. But anyway, that is all to say, I was excited about Brock. I thought the way he slung the ball around with confidence was pretty awesome. Carson, I think everybody, for some reason, he's got a decent arm uh, and with some power, which is nice. And I think guys like Aaron Murray, who is, you know, I think he kind of drools over him. And people talk about him because there's – it's like okay, it's JT for sure. But let's let's see if we can start some controversy and start talking about some backup quarterbacks of Georgia. So they talk about Carson, but Carson, I mean Carson's accuracy was terrible. He was like 50-50 ball for half the time. He threw behind behind guys on the slant balls. He threw behind Aaron Smith whenever he should have been streaking down the sideline for a touchdown. I mean, it, it was oh the worst throw was in the. It should have been kind of mid between the front corner and the back corner of the end zone to. I think it was McConkey, and he was trying to throw it over Keely Ringo, and it was he sailed it out the back corner. So not to say that Carson is a terrible, terrible quarterback, but if anybody thinks that he is our number two guy, I got some news for you. Number thirteen is going in before he does. I promise you that. So anyway, chance that I, I I had like two or three or seven different points to get to from G Day, and I only talked about the quarterbacks. So uh, why don't you why don't you go ahead? What 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 were some of your thoughts or one of your thoughts? Well, I'm glad you, you kind of backtracked because that was my point. The, the point you made about G-Day in general is, is my point. And, and, and we always, always go into this. And this year more than most, I guess, just because of everything that's going on this past year and then kind of looking at it's like everything, it's like, okay, everybody, take a step back. Yeah. G-Day means nothing. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it means something, but it's – just so much little of something that it's pr- pretty much nothing. I mean, G-Day is, is, is a chance for everybody to play in front of a crowd, get hit, kind of get back into some kind of rhythm in terms of – it's just another scrimmage. It's a scrimmage with a crowd is what it all comes down to. Yeah, and so, no, it is. And, and so, it's lit- I mean, that's literally what it is. And it's a time for everybody to get excited and to just look at what's coming. But each year I get more and more – just as I'm, I have seen more and more of these. You're just you, you care about this less and less because it just means so little. Nothing about G Day ever translates into the fall. 
and no. and so it's just it's a fun time for everybody to get excited and to see the guys wearing the red and black and get out there and and to see some guys, especially some freshmen. You're looking at a guy like Mitchell, who um, we're talking about and who showed out, a guy who showed out and, and had a had a big day and um, and you see some guys get back out there, but you're we're not we don't have all of our receivers out there. We don't have all of our defenders out there. We're holding guys back that we're fearful of getting any kind of injury. Um, it, you're not playing at full speed. It's just it's just not what you typically expect. Um, but in terms of quarterback, just to kind of go off what you're saying, our quarterback, we've got four guys that, that if we had to get down to it can play the position. Can do the can do the job of getting of, of getting it done, and so that's a pretty special thing. I mean, I think we've got obviously JT's a guy. He's very uh, the comment is cerebral. That's the one. That's the, the comment that everybody likes to have. Oh, they wouldn't shut up. About oh my God, they just talk about his, his name? brain. Jordan, Jordan Rogers. I'm just like, dude, stop. We get it. He's awesome. He looks. Like, he looks at film shut a lot. Up. <laughs> he watches yeah, film. He, <laughs> I mean, he would not. Stop they were obsessed. About. Even the even the guy on the field who's normally. They're normally my favorite person who's ever down on the field because they're like actually. His kind name's of, Cole. That's why right, he's your favorite. Right, he's person. my favorite person in the world. Cole Kubelik, Kubelik, something, something like that. Something like anyway, that. sorry, go ahead. But he, but but anyway, normally the whoever's down on the field is is pretty good. Like you kind of enjoy hearing their commentary, but he was only talking about JT's film habits too. And it was just they were obsessed. The whole first quarter was just how JT watches film, and um, which yeah. is a one way to look at things. Um, I think uh, I, I think I really enjoyed um, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing everybody play, but um, you, we never really got to see all of our wide receivers. I felt like, especially for JT, we didn't really throw down the we didn't have all of our guys out there. Obviously, Jermaine's still kind of kind of hurt. And from a receiver standpoint, I think we got to see some guys like Mitchell step up. McConkey uh, had a, had a big game. I mean, our tight ends, I thought. Darnell just took his moment to say, "I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40." Wait, <laughs> I, I was trying to remember what. So they actually—I I can't remember if it was Jordan Rogers or the other guy—but they were actually somebody had a comment about him <laughs> during the game, and they were like, "You know, Brock." Bauer, they were talking about Brock Bowers, which I think I think he deserves some credit for for how he played and 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 his his abilities and also his potential, but. At the same time, they were talking about. They were like, you know, I mean, Brock is one of those guys that like we think he might be. He, you know, he's gonna. He's probably more the receiving tight end. He can stretch the field and all this stuff. And they were like, Darnell's more the. He's like the block and tight end. I'm just like you, dumbass. <laughs> Y'all have not watched any of this. Any of our team. <laughs> <laughs> Darnell. Darnell's the guy who should. I mean, I think this year we're gonna see Darnell really explode and I, I look forward to it and I'm, that might be something that I repeat that very th- same thing whenever we do our season preview but yeah uh, talking about Darnell being and I think Darnell got to be a better blocker as time went on uh, last season oh yeah but at the same time you can't just say a guy who's six seven 300 pounds or whatever the hell he is and, and, and not be just a just ridiculous target for JT Daniels oh my gosh I mean he's he he is number one tight end. Oh period. yeah, for sure. I mean, the guy like pure talent across the board. The guy's a natural receiving tight end. 
and for us to go in and for him to work the way he did, you could see him develop kind of over the year and turn into that blocking yeah. tight end because that's just a natural progression. The guy is going to eventually learn how to block. Going from blocking in high school to blocking in college is a whole—that's a whole different, whole different deal. And you watched him progress to become a more every down tight end to be out there more often. And um, but the guy's a freak. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna make incredible plays. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'm just I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch him play. Um, I, I was excited. I think I think running back wise, I think Kendall didn't get a ton of touches. The guys, the guy's special. I, I mean, he I, is. In that- he is. He is our. He's the best running back on the team, and I think so too. I mean, it's just it's it's for sure. And I love Zeus. I think Zeus is great. I love. You've heard me talk about Cook. I've talked about Cook a lot this year or a lot last year because I just really feel that Cook with um, Munkin's offense and just I feel like Munkin is going to use Cook correctly. Cook is not an every down back. Kendall is an every down back. Kendall can Kendall yeah. can play any down any situation. He can do it all, and I feel confident yeah. that he can make it happen. Um, and and Zeus, I think, is obviously having a guy like Zeus is, and he'll he'll be our starter, and um, at least at the beginning of the season. But Kendall's the guy. Kendall is who we need to put. I mean, he we need to need to be betting on him because he. He he's got the burst. He's got the strength. I mean, he he can make. He's got the moves that we need at six one two twenty. I mean, the dude is exactly what we want out of our out of our guy. And um and just coming into the sophomore man, he he had being technically number three on the on the on the roster at running back. Um, he I, I'm just I'm ready for him to I'm ready for him to get more touches at the beginning of the season because I think he's going to make a huge impact. Well, I think that one thing about that, and they brought this up during the broadcast, which I didn't really <clears> – <throat> I don't want to give them too much credit for anything because yeah. those guys, they question, they were so question, bad. But you're questionable right. Questionable is a, is a good, good way yeah. to put them. But you're right. The Owen Field guy is probably the one guy that I'm like, all right, he's not that bad. But you had, on top of that, you had them talking about how the third guy in our, in our depth chart, like – over the past, since Kirby's been here, really, uh, the third running back in our depth chart has really been very productive and kind of a, you know, uh, people didn't like a sneaky way. You know, you had the, you had the DeAndre Swift, or, or and you had the uh, well Brian Harrion too. You know, Brian Harrion, DeAndre Swift, and I made mean, Zamir whenever DeAndre, or excuse me, Elijah Holyfield, I guess was kind of the second guy. But historically, we've had guys like even back going back to Todd Gurley and Keith Marshall. I mean, Nick Chubb uh, was really that third guy off the field. Uh, excuse me, off the uh, off the bench. But then also you had Sony. You know, so we've we've had some production from guys over the past uh, several years for the third guy, and it's pretty interesting though because I don't think that I agree with you. I think Kendall is the best running back on the team. I really do. Top to bottom. And that's why I said last year, I said, look, it would be beneficial for us, I think, if one of these two seniors decided to go, uh, or incoming seniors. And Zamir, I really thought was going to go. I thought that made sense. He had two ACL tears. Like, why not just go ahead and get your chance in the NFL? 
do I appreciate Zamir? Do I do I, I like what he's done? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think he's a hell of a, he's a damn good dog. He's a hell of a player. Um, he's not like the single most productive guy that we've ever seen. I mean, but I mean, he is a solid running back. James Cook last year was a lot better than he was the previous couple of years. I mean, and I'll I'll be the first to say it. I was pretty critical of him, and he he came in and played very well last year. Now. I will say he's not going to be a never-down guy. So I thought, okay, best-case scenario to me, maybe Zamir just goes ahead and goes. We have James Cook to spell uh, Kendall. But then also, Kenny Mack is pretty awesome. (laughs) So I really don't know what to tell you. I'm glad I'm not the one that's making the decision. That's the best way way for me to put it. Yeah. Well, and then you got got, got Dijon and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so the guy can run hard too. So you got to put him in there. But um, don't count out the South Georgia uh, hey, boy, hey, baby. Cockwood County. I mean, they're they're all right sometimes. Uh, we won't talk about uh, South Georgia high school football down here because that got real interesting uh, a while back. But I mean, I, well, Valdosta High School sucks. Well, yeah. So <laughs> you said it, not me. But uh, I, our our boy went to, our boy went to Lowndes. <laughs> I, I don't mean we it. Were, you know, hey, I still we were love all Money thinking Mitch and, it. We were all thinking it. So. Hey, hey, I still love Money Mitch, though. Money Mitch and Jay Rome. Yep. <laughs> Hell of a – was that the Dream Team, 2011? Yeah, that, oh, that, man. What, what a time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, we, we've got the whole embarrassment of riches thing right now, but at the same time, it's like, okay, are we going to do – are we going to make the wrong call because we've got so many options? Are we going to ride seniority when we need to be riding who is going to get us to where we need to go? I mean, I, I think is where is, is where we're we're going to have to play this game because Zeus pre all these ACL tears, he was he was a force. I mean, the guy was a force to be reckoned with, and um and so I just I, I'm just not sure I'm not sure what we're going to do and uh but also too there's a lot of time between now and the beginning of the season. I mean, I think a guy like Kendall yep. Milton can really step up and uh, and and show his and show his stripes, and then obviously Kenny Mack, like you mentioned, the guy's a monster. The guy plays really well. So I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a position that we have had an embarrassment of riches since for the last uh, five years. I mean, we've just had so many guys be able to play the position very well. So I don't know what we're gonna do, man. I don't know what we're gonna what our situation is gonna be. But running back is. Um, it's only going to get more interesting as time goes on, and uh, how how we approach how we approach Clemson is uh, that's going to tell that's going to tell a lot about where we're at. Well, let's shift gears here uh, a little bit. Uh, I I completely agree. We're gonna we're gonna find out what the running back room looks like is is what the situation is at this point. So receivers, though, I was very happy with what we saw in the G day. Again, don't take too much away from it, everybody. But, you know, you had Mitchell, who had a very good game as a true freshman. I mean, not even a true freshman. I mean, this kid is like, this is his first semester in school as a spring. He's supposed to be in high school. Athlete. (laughs) Yeah, he's supposed to be in high school right now. Like, okay, whatever. I was a little concerned uh, that I, I did not see Justin Robinson get on the field. He may be injured. I did not see that though. Uh, he's number nine now, um, but he uh, I, there was a lot of people that were hyping him up before the G Day, 
and I just really thought we were going to see some more of him, and we didn't. But we saw Demetrius, we saw Kyrus, we saw which you know Demetrius has been there here for what twenty years, um, you know, just really looking forward to him turning that turn, turning the page. I I don't know, man. I, I mean, Demetrius is going to be one of those guys. He's going to be our four, fourth receiver. You know, if all goes as planned, if we have a healthy receiving group, I mean, Pickens, Kyrus, and Burton are going to be the guys. You know, with Kyrus in the middle, and. So he's going to be our fourth guy. If we have four, four, four receivers across the board, he's going to be a fourth guy. Which, you know, going from a five-star talent to kind of doing really well in California to come up, coming back to Georgia and really just never being much of a factor, I I don't get it. But, yeah, anyway, he's he's one of those guys. I, I hate to say it, He's not an afterthought. I, I, I do think he's going to be a contributor this year. But he's not—he's not a game changer, in my opinion, and which sucks. And then you also got—I mean, of course—you got Burton, who is nursing a injury. You got Pickens, who's towards ACL, who we're hoping and praying at some point he comes back uh, for the season, uh, whether that be in the beginning or the middle or whatever. Uh, but Pickens has made every indication. I don't know if you've read differently, but that. I mean, he was at the t- he was with the team at G Day. Like he's gonna like obviously they Georgia has taken care of his surgery. Um, I think every indication is that that guy wants to to come back and work and and be part of this team in the fall. Have you seen anything to to say otherwise? Well, <clears throat> I don't I don't think it's so much of what he's thinking. I mean, I, I think you have to. I mean, I, I think the guy realized where he ended the season, what his what his ceiling was or he didn't know what his ceiling was because the guy was progressing the way we wanted him to. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he is going to be – I mean, his presence on the field, I mean, if, even if the guy gets where he can be game ready by then, he can get on the field, but he is not going to be 100%. No matter what – where, wherever he's at this season, I mean, he, he'll be a presence and he's going to be somebody they're going to have to pay attention to. But I think you have to approach this season. I mean, from from our mindset, if he comes back and plays, that's that's kind of icing on the cake. I mean, you to me, you've got to approach this season like he is not a factor, because even if he shows up, he's not going to be the George Pickens that that we expect him to be. Well, it depends on how much work he puts in. Well, I, I mean, I, I think I, I, I think that's to a degree. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that to a degree. You look at a guy, I mean, like you, you look at most most ACL tears. Like you you just gotta look, you gotta look at him down the line, and the guy is going to if you're if you're not a Thomas Davis, right? right because he had like 17. <laughs> he tore each ACL like 12 times. Yeah. Um, but you you look at you you have to look at. There's a because what's going to happen is right now he's in recovery mode. The guy had his procedures done, everything's been happened. So now he's in recovery. And you have to look at that time period as you're going to be in recovery. You're not playing football during that time. You're not doing anything football related over the course of that entire period. The guy's got more pure talent than most people on our team at his position. So he can come back from an injury and be ready to contribute. But there's a difference between contributing and then also being George Pickens. I mean, I think for him, he's more of a presence on the field that people have to pay credence to. They have to account for him more than anything. 
but he is not going to be I mean, as much as he works. He, I mean, there's a, there's obviously a, a, a gap there of how much he can work and get him to a certain point, but he's not going to be who we expect him to be at any to me at any point during this season. I mean, that's just I, I'm just gonna that, that's my that's my scientific assessment <laughs> here in April. Hey, you know me, just throw science mm-hmm. out the window. No big mm-hmm. deal. <laughs> no, I, I I'm with you. I, I'm I'm following you. I'm just hoping that. At the end of the day, what does JT Daniels need need Pickens to do? Just go downfield and get open. And he he doesn't even have to be open, but I mean, like go downfield and jump for this ball. And I think at the very least, you know, he he will be somewhat healthy at least by October. You hope, and and so that's that's kind of what I'm. I mean, I we just need him to be some sort of factor at some point. But at the same time, like he's going to look out for and, – and as he should, he's going to have to look out for his, himself and his future interests. And, you know, he probably will want to – I mean, let's just be honest. He will probably want to go pro after this year. And so, I mean, is he even going to – It's. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I kind of brought it up. Like, I mean, is he going to – is he is he strongly considering – staying with the team or is he going to just go ahead and just put his efforts towards, you know, working? And it seems like right now, I mean, it seems like he wants to be part of this team and he seems like he wants to uh, put in the time and, and, and put in the workouts and whatnot and uh, in the rehab and, and, and be part of this team during the fall. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And it, regardless, I mean, you know, you know, we're, we're pulling for him. I hope that, you know, the best of the best happens for him, but <clears throat> it is just kind of tough. Like, this is just freak things, man. We just had so many. We had th- like three weeks in a row where we had receivers go down, and 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 the reason I brought up receivers is I think it's. I mean, we have Burton who set out for which we th- we everybody expects Burton to be back. Pickens had the ACL tear. Dominique's recovering from an ACL tear. Uh, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, and that his name, Jack Saint. Yeah. Anyway, he. <laughs> He is. He's coming back from. Uh, what did he? He like broke his ankle last year on the uh, Florida touchdown. So I mean, we got several high-profile. Probably our top four of our top five receivers are at this point just trying to rehab. And so I'm. It's just. It's not a question mark because we know what all these guys can do. Every single one of them has proven something to us. But then you have a guy like Arian Smith who. Like I think I think everybody expects to take a step up, and where's his gonna place gonna be? You know, so I don't know. Receivers just such a. I, mean, I don't think it's as much of a question mark. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I think seeing Kiaris back out there had a, had had that crazy catch, had that one handed grab. I mean, just seeing seeing a guy like him get back out there. I, I think we've got we have a ton of talent but you're exactly right it's it's how is this going to shake up because and then and, and like we said this is april we have a lot of time between now and the beginning of the season who's going to step up who's going to be healthy where are we going to be who is going to have that chemistry with jt because now we've had a full year of jt at the helm yeah uh, a full not a full not a full year a full, full half year season. <laughs> yeah a full off season which we haven't had that We've had a full offseason with JT as the defi- – <laughs> when was the last time we had the definitive – I mean, we had a couple of years with Jake, but 
had the de- it just feels good having the definitive guy going in because we just, I just feel like we haven't had that consistently going into a season, and so we have the JT is our guy. And, well, um, even with Fromm, it was like, oh, he's brought in a five star. Oh, we brought in another mm-hmm. five star. Mm-hmm. What's what's the situation here? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. And so and so knowing that we have a guy and Kirby saying that he is our guy, it it feels good. But then it also gives JT confidence to say, okay, in all that film he's watching, apparently, <laughs> to be able to to take the time to get the chemistry with the receivers we do have and uh, to feel comfortable. So we've also got a full – there's a full season under Munkin. I mean, we haven't yeah. we haven't had – we haven't had a full offseason with our – an in-person offseason with our offensive coordinator. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this we just don't even realize. And we were able to get to a New Year's Six Bowl, and we had so many new pieces <laughs> to our team and made it to where we did. Yeah, um, yeah. So – I think we have we have plenty of – I think for us on offense, the question is, I guess in terms of our weapons, because um, you get to the offensive line and that's a different story. Um, in terms of our weapons, we have a lot of weapons, but it's like, okay, are, are our weapons like get you to the playoff ready mm-hmm. or are they just good – are they just good weapons? Yep. Like do you yeah. have – do you have what it takes? and. And so, um, so I think we're going to, I mean, we're going to find that out week one. <laughs> we're going to find out pretty quick. Yeah. We're going to find Which, out pretty quick I'm what thinking, we have uh, in the tank. I think uh, I'm going to try my damnedest to be at that game, and this is a long way away. It doesn't feel that long away, that, that, that long away because I will have a potentially a one-month-old one at that at that point. And, and you did this to yourself. And, and well, you know, that's a fact. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing is, my wife, God bless her, she asked me the other day. She said, "You know, are you planning on going to the Clemson game?" I was like, "Well, I don't know." Trick question. I, mean, I, I just was just like, you know, I, I mean, it's we're it's a lot to figure out. Like, uh, you know, we'll have potentially one month old at that point. She's like, "Well, I mean, like, you know, wouldn't be like." My mom would probably come up and help out and all this stuff. I was like, okay, you know, and just kind of like left that open. I left that door open, and I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that door ajar, and and it's gonna be in a safe place for as long as it can be, and and we will see if it's closed come August. Okay, but that's that's my play as of right now. That's my play right now. There you go. Well. Uh, that's where I used to live, so I will absolutely be up there because I have enough connections in terms of uh, opportunities to stay and live and for during that weekend. So your boy will be up there, whether I have a ticket or not. So uh, hey, it's gonna be good. We'll 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 find a way. If I'm if I'm up there, which you know our boy uh, Meeks lives up there. I don't know if he lives listens to the pod, but shout out Meeks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, he lives up there too, so I mean, like I, I've got every reason in the world, besides the one probably <laughs> most important reason in the world. Uh, yeah, let's be let's e- be careful. Every let's watch our every words. reason that's not the most important reason in the world to be up there, and so yeah, I will, we'll 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 play it by ear. But like I said, that door that that <laughs> theoretical door is open somewhere. Uh, but anyway. You. Uh, I just, uh, 
No, yeah, we're, we're I don't know how we got to this point, but it, it is what it is. Yes, Clemson, I'm excited about it. We'll see if it happens. Uh, also, by the way, there's there's chance. I heard that there there may be a chance that they move it to. Yeah, I, I, that's the. We, we don't need to get down that rabbit hole because there's still just so much. But basically, the state, the state COVID requirements and things like that that might have an impact on on the situation. So we'll we'll get there. But we're 45 minutes in. And we haven't even talked about the defense yet, so uh, we need to uh, we need to be we need to be uh, we need to be conscious of this. Well, we don't. We, I, I really don't have. And we're not done. We're not done with the offense. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me. How about this? I, I'm not. There's whole not a whole lot of the defense to cover, in my opinion. I think the front seven is as sound as it gets. I mean, I love love what we got. Like. The four or three guys on the defensive line and the four guys in the linebackers, I love it. Everything about it. I think Quay is looking good. I, I like what he's done. He's changed to number seven. I, I don't know the single digits. That's kind of cool. You know, no big deal. And then you got the defensive line who, you know, I love number 99. I love 95. You got Trayvon and all those guys. So I feel very sound there. Chancey, the question is, from G Day, and this doesn't have to be completely defensive minded. What is your biggest worry? I mean, I think it's the easy is, is the is just experience at the DB. I mean, in our yeah. whole defensive backfield. I mean, sorry, I meant to very... say like as a unit. What's your biggest <laughs> worry? <laughs> sorry. Well, I, I was trying to I, feed I, you I, into the DB thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's that is by far, and, and we really didn't. And during G Day, which is obviously the the whole situation, we didn't really push our DBs at all because we didn't really put our receivers out there to challenge them, right? Because of the situation that we're talking about, uh, our problem is snaps. We just have so our our, our DBs are so inexperienced, and um, we have a lot of talent back there, but. We're just so with with guys going to the draft, and you're, you're losing guys like Tyson Campbell, and um, and obviously LeCount, and um, and you're losing, uh, you're just losing so many guys, and um, and so Eric Stokes, obviously, it's you're just we're missing so many guys, and getting a guy, so kind of this is not G Day related, but getting a guy like Tyke Smith. From West Virginia, who is our transfer that's coming in? Um, all American. I think he was third. Yeah, yeah, third team All American. I mean, the 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 biggest thing he brings to the to the deal is is snaps. The guy has played a lot of snaps, and I literally as soon as I heard him coming in, Mari Smith was what came to my mind. I mean, that was that yeah. was kind of yeah, my a difference was, maker. Yeah, right. I mean, he and not so much like the guy is going to go and be a Hall of Famer in the NFL. The guy comes in. And just has experience, <laughs> and just brings brings uh, experience to a team, because Tyke Smith played in the NF or played in the Big Twelve. The guy played; he played spread teams all the time, high octane offenses. That's what he was up against. So I mean, the guy was playing this all the time, and so um, and made it and made an impact. And so for me. Having a guy like him changes the game from my perspective, not because is he going to go down as one of the greats of all time at Georgia. No, the guy is going to come in and just be like, he, he's going to be able to direct our DB core. I mean, he's going to be able to go in and say, 
I've been in this situation because I have played multiple years at the position and I know what to do because that's what's our that's our problem right now. I mean, I don't think talent wise it's not the issue, it's experience. Yeah. And having getting a guy like him, that might have been one of I, I, I think I don't want to say that he is gonna be the saving grace of our defense because that's Jordan Davis. But it's it's his experience is what's gonna be a game changer for us in a game like Clemson. I mean that's that's where I'm excited about him. I I I wonder how safety is going to fit into this defensive backfield because you got Chris Smith who played for a good while last year. You got Seen who started the entire year until he decided to knock the shit out of Kyle Pitts. Uh, sorry, I had to <laughs> had to throw that in there. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting because. I think he could fit in here. Honestly, the guy could probably play cornerback if you if you ask him to. So, to me, to me, the defensive backfield is by far the biggest question mark. You had some guys over at Dog Nation. You know how they do. They just spit out articles. But you had some guys over at Dog Nation there who were trying to say, hey, is the defensive backfield or is the offensive line the biggest question mark? And you look at our offensive line talent from top to bottom. It doesn't matter how old these guys are. Offensive line talent is crazy good, crazy good. And you had guys like I mean, this. Sorry, I'm just I'm gonna cover the off the offensive line real quick, and I'll get back to the DBs. But basically, like in the starting five across the board have a ton of ta- hunt, a ton of experience, ton of talent, obviously. But you had uh, basically the only guy who was starting in the G day who we had not seen a whole lot before was Tate Radledge in the right guard spot. I'm not worried at any guard spot. I'm not worried about guards, period. I'm worried about center. I'm worried about and both both tackles. And Warren Erickson has some experience. I like the way he plays. Center, great. Schaefer, ton of experience under his belt. I'm fine with him. You got Radledge, who's going to fill in that right guard spot. That's great. I mean, that's fantastic. I think he may even lose his position to a guy who – may come in and knock him out. I mean, who knows? The guards are not what I'm worried about. Warren, uh, excuse me, McClendon, Warren McClendon, the right tackle spot, I think, like, the dude, you don't ever hear anything from him. I love him. We're not even going to talk about him because I don't want people to talk about him too much because he's that good. And then you got, on the other side of the offensive line, the only thing I'll say is, Truss is, he's questionable, man. I mean, he's, He's a big body. I he's a liability. I, I like that he's hey, gonna be a a rock. But you watch him play, and he's one of those guys that plants his feet after a couple steps, and that's his play. And I don't like that. I like a guy who's got better, like Andrew Thomas. Like he was a guy who had he had length, but he had mobility. And if you don't have that at the left tackle position, you're probably sol at some point. So if if the guy can't move. With a guy like if we're playing Missouri, he'll be fine. If we're playing Alabama, he's gonna get massacred. That's just bottom line. Bottom line. So anyway, back to the DBs real quick. I'll just say I liked what we saw out of Kimber. Uh, Amir Speed and, and Latavius Brini have been here for again like 10, 15 years. Uh, I think Brini showed last year that he had some good experience. I think Speed is one of those guys who's going to be a spell guy. I, 
he may even end up being the, the the fifth guy. He may end up being the the nickel guy. I don't know. That's the bi- that is the biggest question mark. I think we have guys that can fill in the cornerback spots. Like Ringo, I think may end up being a starter there. But I mean, who the hell is going to be the star? That's the question. That's the biggest question to me. And it may be Tyke Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's <clears throat> and that's the thing. We haven't gotten him on campus yet, where he's going actually fit into the system and and i mean i think it's safe to say we're going to start the season and we don't really know (laughs) what the situation is going to be i mean we're going (laughs) to because however we start the season is not exactly how um it may it may end up but but anyway i i just really i really think that um it's it's the we, because you're right about the offensive line when you're comparing it, because those are our, those are our. I mean, if you have to look at the team as yeah. a whole, those are our two weak points, and that's a they're pretty <laughs> terrible places to have weak. Points. It is. <laughs> I mean, let's just be very frank. It's actually the two worst places that you can have weak points, <clears throat> and um, and so, uh, but I do feel better about the offensive line. I think we can we can from the get we can be better. Uh, in, in, in the offensive line, it's just about finding the chemistry and do you have the guys that can – you can get that starting lineup to where you feel comfortable about where they're going to be. Um, defensive backs, you're right, star position, we're, we're just we, – we don't know – we don't have any idea <laughs> what it's going to look like by the and, time we and get I think to, speed, we, I we think get speed to uh, fall played practice. a little bit during the G-Day. But I didn't feel like we ran a lot of uh, five DB sets. It was weird. I, I was trying to look for it. And I was just like, I don't know who the hell is playing it right now. I really don't. Because Mark Webb, it was either Mark I mean Mark Webb played it a lot last year. And you had had guys like like seen before whenever Richie whenever we had two proven safeties, you know, we had J.R. Reed and Richie. I mean, Scene played some of that star. So I mean I don't know, man. I don't know who the hell that guy's gonna be. Because he's gotta be a hybrid safety cornerback. That's that's basically what the star position is gonna be. And uh, he's going to be able to move across the entire field. I mean, ideally, you have a guy like Ringo at the star position, but he's too good of a cornerback to be playing in the middle of the field like that. Right. So, and, and I, don't, I don't think we—I don't think we know. I mean, we, we can make as many guesses as we want. And I, I think having a guy like Tyke coming in, he can play a lot of. He he can be a, a lot of different. <laughs> things for us uh, I think is is a, is a big is we just don't really know how he's going to fit into what we already have in play but having a guy obviously like Kirby I mean Kirby is going to cater to him and, and figure out okay yeah what, what, what's your sweet spot here yeah I mean Kirby's a DB coach he's going to figure it out and so I feel like we're going to have enough raw talent back there to yeah. be able to survive but it's going to be, do we have the weapons to be able to put up points this year? And our key element that we've been missing is our quarterback, and we've got JT. And so I think we can put points on the board. But, and there's a lot of buts, but can we just slow, can we slow people down enough to where guys like Jordan Davis can have an impact and prevent the run and actually allow us to, get after the quarterback and, and disrupt them enough to where we're not having to yep. worry so much about deep threats. We're not having to worry so much about the ball getting down the field because Clemson's got a good quarterback. I mean, they're going to be ready to go. They're going to be ready to 
to make it happen from the first game. So are we going to be ready to slow them down? Uh, and so there's been already there's already bulletin board material, man. I mean, Clemson's yeah. been throwing some stuff out there. It's uh, some of their some of, it's it's already started. It's gonna get hey, wild whenever, by the time. <laughs> by the time this first around, game, I mean, you're talking early August. I really started to get that fever. Yeah, once that rolls around, brother, I'm I'm not gonna be able to think about anything else. I'm not even gonna be able to get my job done because I'm gonna be thinking about. That's what I say. My family might fire. Me. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, well, you know, I will say this. You know, I I think you're right. I think Tyke Smith will end up being a pivotal role, and I like what I like the way he fits in, and he very well may be that star position. So I like that a lot. Uh, I and I'll put it this way, man. We are one of our two corner starting cornerbacks from last year staying away from. This team, in my opinion, being a better team than last year. And last year's team was good. It just, I mean, JT just couldn't play until we played against Florida. I mean, not not Florida, uh, until after Florida. So, yeah, anyway, uh, it's just, man, it just, it stinks when you sit back and look at it. You're like, man, this is the missing piece. If, if only guys would have been here last year, you know, or if only JT would have been early. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe we beat Alabama. And the whole world flips upside down. <laughs> so, anyway, um, <laughs> well, chance we have covered. It's not like we're even talking about G Day. We're at this point, we're just like talking about the team. Uh, but we covered G Day uh, about as much as we should, given that it really is somewhat irrelevant. But NFL draft chance is coming up this week, and uh, hopefully, we get this out to you guys before. Uh, y'all really decide uh, where these guys are going or even know where these guys are going. <clears throat> but um, we've got 10 to 12 guys that are eligible uh, and are trying trying to be part of the team this year and be drafted. Chance, uh, just like we did last year, I'm thinking we just kind of run through these guys, give our comments and where we think they're going to go, and then we uh, move on to the next guy. We got uh, Ben Cleveland, who... My boy, I think he was he was uh, fishing down on a uh, Coney River down in Milledgeville with our with our friend BT. Uh, I don't know if it was on the on the river or not. I don't know what river they were on, but they were catching some catfish and drinking beer. And you know, I'm Ben Cleveland's just he's just a freak of nature, man. Uh, where you where, where do you think he's gonna get? Um. I, I love Big Ben. I mean, the guy's been been great uh, for us, and he he finally. I mean, this year was kind of him being a staple on our offensive line was kind of a good. He was kind of ending on a high note. The guy was finally became a consistent presence on the offensive line um, for us. I, I mean, I could see him, and I don't. I, I'll be real honest. I don't know where these teams. That's are okay. At I don't either. I mean, NFL is like pretty much irrelevant besides the NFL yeah. draft. <laughs> right. Right. I, I could see him going maybe yeah. late third round. I mean, I, I could see that. That's kind of where I'm thinking. I mean, I, I think that's where his talents at, and, and where kind of say how he ended the season on a on a good high note. Um, I agree with you. I think that's. I actually think third round's probably a ceiling. I like the way he had progressed and turned into a leader on this offense. So, 
I think somebody's going to take him just based off of potential and size. And, I mean, the guy ran – didn't he run like a 4.8 or something like that? Or He he almost ran yeah, he, faster than he, Elijah Holyfield. Holy like, crap. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I mean, the guy's, the guy's an athlete. And, and he doesn't – like, he's not fast. Like, the dude is not he, – No. He's just built. He's just huge. He's just so – He's just so, yeah. He's such a long. So anyway, I, I agree with you. I think I think his ceiling is probably third round. I I'll say he maybe goes fourth. I'll say he goes fourth round. Uh, Trey McKitty, guy who we only got one year of, transferred from Florida State after turning. Uh, he he lined up backwards on a play. That's most of what we knew about him before he came here. <laughs> Made some decent plays. Uh, Trey McKitty, I I I think at most he's a sixth rounder. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Some guys are pretty high. He's a pretty athletic tight end, but I mean, who needs a really athletic tight end in the NFL right now? That's the question. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, tight end is super interesting in the NFL right now, and I just don't think he really fits the mold of what anybody's really looking. I mean, in terms of, I don't know if that there's a, I don't know if there's a need that somebody doesn't have. Well, I mean, like, you you look at uh, George is, Kittle and you got Travis Kelsey. Both those guys are elite pass catchers, but they're also elite blockers. And Trey McKitty, I never really thought that he was much of an elite blocker, you know, in that situation. Oh, yeah. We're, we're not we're not putting him in any <laughs> – he is not in the yeah. category of Kittle. Yeah. He's, He's Kitty. <laughs> 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 so, so we're not we're not really worried no. about him. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean – Maybe, yeah, six six is probably a good is probably a good bet. I I'll even say seven. I'll just I, I don't I don't see anybody jumping up and grabbing him. I agree with you. I think you're right. I think we're right on the money. I, I let's see. Uh, we got Monty Rice. I'll let you go ahead with you. what what you think about Monty. Well, I love Monty. Uh, Monty's. Monty's great. Um, now, in terms of where is he going to end up in the draft, um, I'm going to say where I want him to go versus where I think he's going to go. I probably see like yeah. a fourth round. I mean, I think is where he'll probably be. I mean, I, third round is like being overachiever. I mean, I, I just don't. Ooh, I mean, I think man, you are high on Monty. I, mean, I, I well, I, that's what I'm saying. I love him, but I really think low fourth round is really. If that was going to happen, I'd be super pumped. But I don't think yeah. that's I don't think that's gonna I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, I'll preface this by saying that a lot of these guys got got screwed over by not having a full on you know pro day and uh, you know having as much exposure as they probably should. I think Monty is going to end up being ceiling maybe maybe seventh round. I think he probably goes undrafted. That's. Just, just a feeling. I mean, I hate it for him. I'm pulling for him. Obviously, all these guys were pulling for. But just being honest, I feel like maybe, maybe sixth, maybe sixth round, but six, sixth being the highest, and then uh, undrafted potentially. Yeah. Uh, and then you got uh, Aziz Ojulari, who I think a lot of people realize is a uh, first round talent. I'm gonna say he goes in the first. I think that somebody is gonna see what they could get out of him. Sorry, I got Aziz on here twice. Uh, so what they what they can get out of Aziz, and hell of a talent, hell of a player, had the production. I, I feel like he's gonna go first. Yeah, late first round. I mean, I feel like it would be a 
a good game. I mean, end, he he definitely ended the season on a high note. And so, really going into this season, I feel like that's what you – or this draft, I feel like that's what you, you're going off of is how did you end the season? Did you end it flashy? Did you make headlines? Did you show up in people's feeds whenever right. they're – whenever um, they're going to look at the draft. And so I can see um, somebody just looking for an elite edge rusher. I mean, just needing somebody to kind of spice up their defense. And so late first round, I think, would be is a good guess for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where I hope he goes. I think at it, it, it latest, probably second round, right. to be honest with you. Then you get Stokes, man. Eric Stokes, this is going to be the guy who I think has the <laughs> widest range of any rounds, you know, where he could potentially go. I mean, he's somewhat undersized, but really he's, I mean, he's still like, I think he's six foot tall. I mean, he's not like, he's not tiny. I love, I love Stokes. I think if you, if you look at what he did compared to, uh, what's his face? Damn, the guy that was a shut down cornerback, plays for the Chiefs now. Baker, DeAndre Baker. Uh, if you look at what he did compared to Baker, I mean, Baker lit up like one touchdown after like his last like three years or something like that, or last two years. I mean, what he did compared to Baker and covering the guys that he covered against Alabama, against Florida, against LSU, I mean, the dude was a stud. And I'll leave that up to you, Jans. What do you think? <laughs> As you've done my assessment for me. Uh him, him having just the uh, just a crazy um, running that crazy forty, and, and I can't remember what it was, but making making head. Oh, speed! Oh, yeah, it was like it was like four two. I think they said it four two four unofficially, but I think it ended up being well, like four two six or something like that. But I mean, still, that's stupid fast. Either way, either way, he made the headlines in terms. You, you always have the guy that just catches everybody off guard. Yeah. In terms of having a good having a good workout day and, and like running a crazy 40 and um eric was that guy this year i mean he had the crazy the uh, 40 and so it's it's stupid but little things like that to me are what's gonna are what's gonna make people stand out in this season because yeah. you just don't know what's gonna happen right. i think this draft is gonna be nuts yeah um even compared to last year's draft which was still kind of funky but you still had a normal football season that kind of led up to it so you still had everything kind of typical going up, and this is obviously a little different. So I'm going to say late second round. I'm just going to I'm going to give it to him. I, I just I mean I think I don't think it. Obviously, late second, early third, I think is where that that's kind of his. Like we're talking about the range. I mean, I'm just yeah. going to give him. I'm I'm high on my guys. What can I say? Hey, I'm high on my guys. It. Hey, we're biased. We don't care. Uh, yeah, I, never said I, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm gonna say his ceiling. I, I think his range is literally two rounds. I, I think his ceiling is, uh, well, I mean three rounds. But I mean his ceiling is first round. His his floor is, is third round, in my opinion, because the guy people are gonna see his production. They're gonna see his talent level, and I think that I think you're right. I think he hit it right on the money. I think he's gonna be probably a late second round pick. I agree with you. DJ Daniel, who was a guy who transferred in from GMC JUCO, uh, he was pretty productive in some way, shape, or form. He's kind of undersized. Um, I'm going to say he probably goes undrafted, and by probably I mean like 100% goes undrafted. Uh, and Chance, I'll leave that up to you afterwards. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe somebody uh, picks him up uh, 
seventh round and um maybe somebody picks him up seventh round uh but i don't see i don't see a ton of that so yeah um so that's that's kind of where i'm at all right we'll leave it at that uh trey hill who is the guy who i feel like we he came and went and was a very productive player and a guy who got a lot of experience, a lot of starts under his belt. And now he's in the draft, and you're just like, what? What? How? how? I thought he was still in high school. You know, like, <laughs> he, he he was a, obviously, with, he was here with Fromm, and he was here with uh, JT. I mean, he like, just had some great, great starts, and he got hurt, and Warren Erickson came in, and, it was just kind of a weird thing. I feel like Trey's just not getting a lot of hype. He's a very quiet guy in and of himself, so maybe that hurts him. But I feel like the guy's a he's a damn he's got tree trunks for legs. I feel like he's a pretty solid player. His snaps were his snaps may hurt him a little bit, but like at the I mean nobody's gonna make him. Everybody in the NFL position. I mean, in my opinion, every NFL team has a guy in mind for for center. And, and whether that be a guy that's on their roster already or a guy who they're planning to draft or whatnot. But Trey Hill's not a guy they're looking at for center. Somebody's looking at him for guard. And I think he can be a hell of a guard. I'll say probably a fourth-rounder. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a that's probably that's probably the best assessment of Trey Hill you can do. I'll give you – I'll give you – I'll give you that. Well, I mean, uh, hey, <laughs> they do pay me the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think him. I think you're right. I think it's going to take a take a team that's got somebody looking at the offensive line position like that and, say, and recognizing what he's capable of doing and what he's got available. And and I just think this is. I think this is normally a year he would thrive in having a pro day. He would thrive in being able to have more of these in-person interviews and being able to talk about that kind of stuff. And Right. Um, right. So I can see him slipping into a into a fifth round. Um, maybe – I think – I definitely think he's going to be drafted. But um, but I, I think – I'm thinking more of a fifth round. That's that's kind of where I see him, him going yeah. at. I think that's fair. I, I think he's – He's gonna be in the latter rounds, so we'll 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 see which one. Which I agree with you though. I think he he will be drafted uh, drafted uh, nonetheless. Malik Herring is a guy who unfortunately got injured uh, at the end of the year, and we I, there's a lot up in the air. He's still rehabbing right now, so he's not able to work out for anybody. He's probably just doing in person interviews. I hate to say it, I, he 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 went from probably being a ceiling of a third rounder to probably being undrafted simply because he got injured yeah and that's i mean i think he at most goes high like i mean at most goes seventh round and and it sucks because malik is a better talent than that and i i mean i i stand by that but i think he probably goes undrafted yeah um i'll say he yeah i i think he would a lot of these guys would benefit from a from a normal year in terms of um, being able to go through the normal progressions and, and have the different, have the normal interviews and things like that. So mm. I can see that and maybe somebody picking him up late and just recognizing him. I think for us, what would go for him is just having the, the Georgia name and people looking at all of our players and, and just assessing those guys and saying, all right, we're going to look at every guy Georgia's got coming through 
and let's yeah. just look at his talent, and he might be a guy we're willing to take a risk on right at the end if, a, if somebody needs is in need at that position. So um, you're probably right with undrafted, but I can see – I can see somebody randomly just picking him up, just somebody with wild hair, and just just grabbing him late round. I hope they do. It's just yeah. it's just poor timing. Sucks. I hope they do. Pull him from the league. I thought he was one of the most underrated players that we've had. <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. in the past like probably probably five years, five or so years. I agree. Uh, then you get Tyson, who I wish stayed. Like, if Tyson stayed, I think this defense, like I said earlier, like you, you feel like if, if one of the cornerbacks stays, you feel so much better about this defense. I feel like it's potentially a more complete team. But, nonetheless, these are these guys' uh, decisions. Tyson Campbell, what do you think, Chance? I'll let you uh, take it away. What do you think about him? He's a guy that uh, talent, I mean, I think he would easily be a first-rounder if he stayed. I mean, I think he would by the end of next year he would be. He, oh yeah, he, he would be the guy everybody was talking about in terms of knockdown corner. I mean, knockdown uh, cornerback and just just elite. And uh, but he's not, so <laughs> he is uh, he is going. So I can see him. Um, I mean, I can definitely because of his talent. I'm probably thinking third round, maybe. I think somebody yeah. could step up and, and and pick him up around there, but I think they're they're going to look at a little bit of fluctuation and how well he played, like how consistent he played over the course of his career. I mean, I think they see the pure talent, um, but um, he he's just a guy who's coming out of maybe maybe just a little bit too early, and so it'll be interesting to see how people look at him. So, I that, to me that might be a little low, but depend. I don't know what, really what the need is for for him, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I like. Um... I like your assessment there. I will say I think his ceiling is probably the second round, potentially. Um, and I kind of like him going in the second round. I'll say that. I think he's got the potential. He's got the size. I think a lot of people will go ahead and, and pull the trigger and say, hey, there's these little these little things that we can change about him. We'll coach that into him. So I think, uh, I think somebody's going to pull the trigger on him in the second round, if not early third round. Uh, Chance will. Uh, what about Mark Webb? He was our star guy, you know, somewhat of a secondary, a secondary secondary player. <laughs> uh, uh, what? I, in my opinion, Mark Webb could have benefited from coming back because I mean, you you lose guys like literally, I mean, like across the board on the defensive backfield, you lose all the stars. If he came back and then played one more year, like who knows? He could have been the next star that came out of the here you know people could have been talking about him like they did Richie LeCount or Eric Stokes or whatnot so I think I don't know I I think Webb's ceiling is maybe based on just athleticism maybe sixth round but that's that's as high I I I don't think he goes drafted yeah I, I was gonna say undrafted uh and picks up something uh after the draft but he was an undrafted free agent but yeah, I, I just he he's another one of those situations where we just we watch him like we see him every game, so we watch him yeah. and we know what he's capable of. But he's just not going to turn heads. I mean, it's just there's nothing no. there's nothing that guys are going to be looking at him, especially in a season like this. So, um, 
if he his ceiling is getting just drafted. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that's if he gets drafted, that'd be a big deal. Yeah. Well, we're 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 obviously pulling for him. Well, chance that's save the potentially the best for last. Old Dick LeCount. <laughs> oh, uh, Richard LeCount. He's uh, he's our boy number two safety. He uh, got hurt in the middle of last year because he decided to was he driving a dirt bike or something like that. <laughs> um, it could have been a terrible situation. A lot of details came out about that later on. So thankful he's obviously. It's, it's something he can recover from, and I think he's re- working real hard to be in a good position before draft day. Uh, man, it sucks because I think that set him back so much. Just a, just a kind of a bonehead thing. I'm going to say probably – I'm hoping he goes fifth round or higher. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I was going to say – I was going to say maybe because – He's our he's our guy, like defensively that everybody kind of looks at the team. Like you have these guys that look at the team and they'll say, okay, who's the, kind of the leader on the team? Who's the guy that stands out? Who's the vocal guy? He he kind of takes yeah. that position. So I mean, I think he's going to turn some heads in that perspective. So I can see a late, like I, said, I was going to say a late fourth, like maybe just as a. Let's good, give it to him. Let's, no, let's he's going him. to the first round, damn it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Hooray, dog. No, no, no. All right, all right. Dial, dial it back a little bit. Wait, all right, fourth, fourth round. Let's give it to him. Let's give yeah. – we're, we're going to say we'll fourth give, round. We're giving fourth round. Feeling good. Like I say, I, I, I think you're having – this this season I'm just making incredibly weird assumptions about how people are approaching this. And I love what it. they're going to be looking at this season. <laughs> but I think just because he's a guy that – he was, he was a leader on our team. He was um, – because no matter what people say, they look at our team and they look at who we have available, and um, and so I, I just I, I think people will give him a look because he was a he was a he was a focal point of our team. So I'm just gonna say fourth round depends on what the needs are, and obviously I keep repeating myself, and I don't know what teams need or want or anything like that. But this is just a this is just just a bunch of just talking out my ass at this point. <laughs> Hey, you know what? We're we're about to hang it up, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just say, we're going to collectively say put the stamp on it. Put the call on the dog stamp on it. We're going to go fourth round with uh, Richie LeCount, and uh, that's feeling good about him. Well, Chance, um, my man, we've rambled on for almost an hour and a half at this point, and I think we've covered. Well, the thing is, we're covering for what should have been maybe two two episodes. So Correct. I mean I don't, I don't feel terrible about this, uh, but uh, at the same time you may not hear from us for a while <laughs> because nothing happens between between May and and, and August for the most part. Uh, so anyway, we'll we'll see how it goes. If something uh, something else big comes up, we will uh, make another episode. Otherwise, and, and uh, maybe maybe we we'll just have to get together. This. We may just have to get together and just just to, yeah. just to get our minds right before we start getting to getting maybe closer to maybe August. we. Maybe we do one in person. We haven't done Ooh. that since uh, Vanderbilt. Was that like two years ago? Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. Cause, well, because I did. Yeah, it was yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah, because it was. It definitely was not last year because you, you came up for the game. You were actually, that was whenever we were playing Vandy away. Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah. My so, gracious. What a time. Because, yeah, because I, I was going there. Anyway, it gets interesting. Yeah. 
But, uh, Feel, but yeah, feels we, like that was like 20 years ago. Yeah, so a lot has happened since then. So anyway, so uh, but man, we have uh, we have beat a dead horse, but it was good. It was good to get back into the rhythm. It was. Like a lot it of was. Uh, a lot of planning to get to this point, but we finally made it happen, and all these life <laughs> events and things like that. So. Well, brother, this was good. Uh, if you're still listening to this, whoever you are, God bless you. Um, <laughs> this was to put you through a lot. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, that was uh, that was our, our calling the dogs pre-draft, post G day, post ACL tears, post everything. <laughs> so, I was we just wrapped everything we could into that one episode. <laughs> hey, it's one. off season, man. There's not a there's not a ton of stuff going on. Well, we'll just say we'll just say uh, we'll leave you with that and um, go dogs. Dogs on top. Oh.